0: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 6, Episode 3, Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee, August 25th, 1998. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemacek. Hey, welcome back, Star Trek fans. Hey, Star Trek historians. Yes, all you trekophiles spelled with an F. <laughs> As I promised, we have our great guest from our last episode back with us today to finish the saga of the Star Trek stamp. And now I'd say Star Trek stamps, plural, because, well, Attitudes and cultures and things have changed. (laughs) So look, uh, get caught up with us. If you haven't heard last week's episode, um, give a listen. Either way, we've got more. So check out all the documents this week at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. And meanwhile, here's a sample as always. Then come right back and I'll be here with Bill again. My next suggestion would be in some way to have Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry pictured on the stamp. It would be a tremendous addition and add to the value of the stamp. An example would be to have his picture in the lower right-hand corner with the USS Enterprise NCC-1701 at the top left-hand corner. The Gene Roddenberry Society has been authorized by Major Barrett Roddenberry
1: since April 8, 1992. If there is some way we can be of assistance regarding the Star Trek stamp, please let us know.
0: all right and those are the words not of our guest again bill Kraft, but of uh sandra keel who was another national level fan who was involved with this um anyway it's it's just this is a fascinating you know period to an ongoing story that then had several chapters later uh, down the road that we all know so bill thank you again for joining us bill Kraft. everybody who led this petition on a whim and a wing and a prayer (laughs) for years and a lot of support we've talked about this we letters from celebrities petition drives all over the country leading up to this in and out hot and cold for 13 14 15 years till this finally paid off bill thank you again for joining us well thanks for having me back yeah well we talked a little bit about the end game of the star trek stamp drive and i just want to back up and remind everybody if you know, if you are of a time when everything is email, and everything is uh, Amazon, and everything is pre-printed postage, and just get the damn thing done and mailed, right. uh, there was a time when FDR popularized stamp collecting, and over the years, I mean, I was a stamp collector when I was a kid, so I remember a lot of this, and that's why when you and I talked in the <gasps> 80s, uh, I was so thrilled to see someone someone trying to take this on, and, and yes, there had been rumors and people talking about it, but we, we talked about the dogged determination of, of you and your committee to get this done involving Majel and involving an awful lot of celebrities, scientists and politicians and all that. So here happens, you guys have been plugging away ups and downs all these years. So we, we hinted at this last week, but what finally happened, for those that remember, the, there was so much Y2K, right? Euphoria as the as the century wound down it reminds me a lot of the bike coming into the bicentennial and and one of those one of those uh, celebrations was the postal service honoring the entire century decade by something unprecedented. They had what 10 ten subjects a decade and yeah, and they they just pre-planned several that were kind of out of the memory well. but when it got down to the last few decades of the century, they put stamp issues, stamp design ideas up for a vote of the people. That's but, right. but that's what that's the thing you had been plugging along on this drive so tell us what happened how this end game came about
1: yeah we had been in limbo for a while i hadn't heard anything in a really long time yeah. and i was i wasn't going to give up but i was a little discouraged at that point point. and that's when i got this phone call from my friend down in texas becky tani who had just come to the post office and i uh, said hey i'm holding in my hand a ballot I said, what kind of a ballot? Well, she said, the Postal Service is doing what they call Celebrate the Century Initiative. They're going to have the public vote. Wow, what a revelation. To me, it was like a mini miracle after all the work we'd done all those years. Now we get to vote for a stamp. And I thought, hey, if the public gets the vote with a massive Trek fandom out there, we have probably got a pretty good chance mm-hmm. of pulling this off. So I went down to the post office immediately, grabbed the They had the <laughs> ballots right there. I grabbed a fistful of ballots. I looked at them. And I, oh, we got to get this going. And it also so happens I had a contact in the local post office at St. Cloud who is a uh, big Star Trek. Fan.
0: I'm so shocked. Oh yeah, amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Now, we're, now said, just hey. just to time this, we're talking about 1998, so we right. are into the internet era, the the emailing, pre-social media, but there are at least you know message boards and and emailing going on, right? So you've got some electronic tools you didn't have in the beginning.
1: That's right. We did. And I had my good friend, uh, Mark Schnorr, who was our uh, tech geek, tech wizard out in South Dakota, with a guy, I I knew virtually nothing about computers, but he was into it, he understood it. And I said, Mark, here's what's going on. You've got to start hammering the Star Trek websites around the nation and get the word out. Yeah, we're, we're out mm-hmm. of the horse and buggy age. Now we're going into the <laughs> high tech period. And Mark was the guy because I didn't know much about it. I was, what would you call it, a Luddite or a Luddite? Didn't know much about technology. And so he started to hammer people. Then I called the local newspaper, the St. Cloud Times. It got a local story which helped. And then after that, I started calling Star Trek clubs around the country. And nearby there were two big ones in Minneapolis, the Berwick and the Zarek, very active with large uh, memberships. I told them about it, got some uh, ballots out to them. And they started appearing at public uh, conventions and things. I also had a contact in Lansing, Michigan, Margaret Basta, there was a big mm-hmm. uh, convention coming soon in Lansing, Michigan. So I went to the local post office and I said, gee, I sure could use a lot of ballots to go to Lansing. They said, how many do you want? We'll mail them to Lansing for you. They <laughs> mailed them. I don't know how many
0: boxes. This is your they, local I, post office. This was yeah, the local post office. And
1: they said, where do you want? We'll send them anywhere you want. So they ship all these ballots to Lansing, Michigan. And that's how it, and that's how things kind of went into overdrive.
0: And just, again, just one more way to frame this. I'm thinking this is, this is the spring of 98. Yeah. uh,
1: And they only, yeah,
0: they gave you like what? Three weeks to vote. Right. That's right. Three weeks to vote. That's why I was in a mini panic. Yeah. Three
1: weeks, how are we going to get the word
0: out? Just to frame this, this is uh, the spring of 98, so we're in, yes. we're in the tail end of the latter part of the, the sixth season of DS9, the next to last season. You know, the Dominion War is just splashing across our, our screens uh voyager is in is in mid-stride so that's the time frame that we are that's so, right so, that's the time yeah frame. so did you have some since you had been at this for so long and I'm, I'm my tongue planted firmly in cheek here bill i'm sure you had insiders at the national postal service because they have longevity right no one ever turns over uh, I'm sure they had That's people true. saying, hey, Bill, we know you've been at this for a long time. Just just bear with us, and we finally found a vehicle that we can use to get the Star Trek stamp up. I'm sure you had all that kind of assurance going on, right?
1: Well, if if I did, it, might, <laughs> it had to be behind them. I didn't know about
0: it for sure. Coded messages, maybe. No. No, I'm just saying that for a, for someone who had heading heading this operation for as long as you had been, there, yeah. this all kind of came out the blue. Not that they owed you that's anything, a, but no, you, no, there was right. nobody along the way even saying, "Hey, I think Boy, you'll be interested okay. in this." Right, right, right. You were just you had no special in here, is what I'm saying.
1: No, I, okay, uh, you're right. Yeah. I had no special in there at all.
0: So no. all what you knew was public announcements, everything going on. But once that happened, things got things got rolling. Now. In our bundle this week, we've got a letter, uh, another letter to, um, well, Majel, back when you received her original letter, just a couple years before this. Uh, Spencer Smith is another name that was uh, on your committee. Yeah. Um, just took an, a younger person at the time, took it upon himself to write to her. Uh, Sandra here, you would work with her. I know she was on the national scene. She was a big correspondent, uh, you know, one of the movers and shakers of fandom at the time. Um, what was the what was the attitude of everybody as this came down I mean, you're working on the petitions did you do any right. more celebrity endorsements so what was the well, end game like for you guys
1: yeah the celebrity endorsements were over by that time mm-hmm. and i was getting although so i figured hey how many more letters do we need and we've got again maybe we need a letter from god we've got all the big names what do we need how, we how many did you wind up letter? with about 140. i was gonna say it's enough to fill a book yeah that's right <laughs> of course i didn't use them all in the book or the whole book would have been nothing but letters I used about eighty of them in the book. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Well, so here's hap- here's the month going by. Are you guys just on pins and needles? I mean, right. oh, I, I, re- I was editing the Communicator by then, and we had a story about the the uh, the upfront voting and also yeah. the end game. So and I think, which I think you remember, but what was that like for you all waiting through the vote? Oh, and God. Um, yeah,
1: it was an Pardon the cliche, but an agony of suspense. I thought here was the problem. I figured people might get complacent. The word gets out and the fans say, well, there are 10, 30, 40 million star Trek fans. I don't have the vote. The other (laughs) guys are going to do it. And, and I thought, don't This is no time to get complacent. The the analogy I always make is you're watching your favorite football team and it's first and goal on the one yard line. And you fumble on the one yard line and lose the game. You're that far away from Mm -hmm. victory. And you blow it in the last yard. And the idea was don't blow it in the last yard. Now, I was working at St. Claude State University at the time in the library. The papers used to come in early on the loading dock. And I picked up the Minneapolis Tribune and they had a they didn't have the actual numbers. But there was a brief article about the stamp voting in process. They na- they listed some of the leaders and Star Trek was not among the leaders. And I <laughs> I could feel my not my stomach turning into knots, And I thought. We, we can't see here's complacency. I'm afraid the fa- not enough friends are going to vote because this unfortunately, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. And part of this part of this countdown time, this pins and yep. needles time was we were into the email era and yep. the early message boards and early websites, web pages, but we didn't have social media. No one was yeah, doing anything 24 seven. So oh, you're yeah. still getting your word about the progress um, via print. That's where yeah. that's the state of play, right?
1: That's right. Now here's something else that happened. I had I can't remember a friend. I can't remember where I got the phone number, but I had a contact with somebody who was part of the tallying, a vote counting, vote counting process for the stamps, uh, while this was going on. And so I called this guy oh, back. You east. had the inside yeah.
0: you did have an inside track. I did have okay. an inside thing. You didn't and stuff you- any ballots, did you, Bill?
1: You, who me? <laughs> stuff any ballots? You 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 don't want to know how many times I vote. See, you could vote as often as you want. Oh, oh, okay. Very good. And I every day on the way to work I voted at least twice. And then during the last week you could vote online. I voted I must I, several hundred times I voted online, just repeatedly during the last week. Now getting back to the other story, I had this contact in the east, somebody who knew how the count was going. So I called him up. And I said, Well, I know you can't say anything official. I don't I'm not asking for specifics. Can you tell me how well Star Trek is doing? And he said, Mr. Kraft, I think you will be pleased. I think you will be pleased. <laughs> and then I thought hmm, I started to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he said, there will be an announcement in early July. The official tally will come out. I'll eat. I'll fax you at work and give you the results. But at that point, I thought, I think we're going to make it. But I still didn't relax.
0: Right, I still right, didn't relax. right, right, right. Well, the issue didn't come out until September 19. I mean, they, they, they had those wonderful souvenir sheets with every decade together. Again, the earlier That's decades right. that were seemingly out of people's memory, they just announced. And it was only the last few decades they actually had the voting on. And I said 10. It was actually fit like 15 issues here. I'm, I'm looking at the sheet again. Um, every decade had 15. And they're, they're right. organized by rows. And yes, Star Trek was in there. They didn't really... I don't remember if they gave you a voting um a voting tally or not, but Star Trek was in the top row. But just to give people an idea here, it was it was done by decades so and in nineteen ninety five, I mean we'd had the we'd had the Berman era here, we'd had Next Gen and Voyager and, and Deep Space Nine were were happening. Um, That's right. But people were thinking about it as, as as far as getting it on a damn stamp, finally, <laughs> and fitting this mold, this issue format. It was it was it was uh, part of the '60s. The '60s other issues, just a, just a company. Do you remember who else was on a stamp? I've got the list in front of me. I want to see well, what had impact t- on you.
1: I can I can tell you who made it in the arts and entertainment category besides Star Trek. It was the Beatles and uh, Woodstock were the other. T- they took the top three from each category, uh-huh. and we were in arts and entertainment. And the Beatles and Woodstock were the other two from the that qualified, or it's an entertainment. I'd say that's They're, good company.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. The entire issue also had, as part of the '60s, Martin Luther King, uh, the right. Apollo moon yeah. landings, the, the Green Bay Packers uh, from from um, uh, from sports, the Peace Corps, the Vietnam yep. War for better and for worse, Barbie, the integrated circuit. Um, the AFL-NFL so, yeah, merger. Master. How did football get two? Uh, lasers, the peace symbol, and Roger Maris. I mean, right. that was the entire decade. But yeah, you guys got were it. in the top three of arts and entertainment. So they, the uh, finally, it's amazing here. September '99, they're having the issues. We've got documents here that um, Sandra's suggestion they did take, which is great. They had Majel come and speak. This is obviously this is eight nine years after Gene had passed. That's uh, right. Was there any, and the way the format came down, did you ever hear, did it surprise you that Gene wasn't part of it? I mean, it kind of morphed into just being about the Enterprise rather than all of Star Trek or having human faces. Did um, any of that surprise you? I mean, part of this is about postal regulations for stamps, like That's supposedly right. waiting 10 years after people pass before they can be on That's a stamp, right? right.
1: That's right. That's um... The main thing we wanted was, uh, I can't say I was really, I don't know if I was surprised, our main goal from the start was to either get, of course, the enterprise, the fictional one with the, uh, the real one, mm-hmm. the uh, the prototype for NASA's prototype, and uh, I knew when the stamp was going to come out, and I knew Keith Birdsong was going to do the artwork right, for right. that unveiling in, uh, in Las Vegas. And uh,
0: I, uh, the, never, I should uh, say the late great Keith Birdsong, who did yeah. the covers for right. for pocketbooks novels for yeah. years. Yeah, I was a good friend of mine He's from Oklahoma. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, passed what a year or two ago. It hasn't mm-hmm. been that long mm-hmm. since he passed. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, and did the artwork. and we did a story on yep. it in the Communicator, and all of that. Now there was a national, the unveiling. I we I love these documents where they <laughs> Majel's getting some some uh, remuneration there for going. We have her speech. Which is, and we should remember that after Gene passed, Major really took, we've had past episodes too, we've talked to Rod and others, where Major really took on the mantle of of being the First Lady of Star Trek after Gene passed you? and speaking. And yes. It's a short speech, but it was really, uh, they needed somebody, you know, they needed a living a living being here for the dedication ceremony. Major was a, a great way to represent all of Star Trek, the, the, uh, the original and the newer generations there, and... uh she has a, a typical major speecher praising Star Trek, but not just for its own uh its own sake but for what it meant to the culture and why it was appropriate to have it on the stamp, which of course is something right. you'd been saying for fifteen years. you and all That's these right. letters all these amazing letters uh, so you weren't part of the national ceremony, but oh. you're you're you you were very much involved right
1: yes, exactly right uh I did take part there was a ceremony uh September 21st of 1999 in Wake Park, which is a suburb here of St. Cloud, uh, they did an official ceremony and recognized me. They had uh, one of the postal officials from Minneapolis came up for the ceremony. A couple of my friends were there in uniform and they presented me a commendation. And uh, KSM or KMSP Channel 9 out of Minneapolis came up and covered it. And it was on the evening news on Channel 9 that evening. Well, so there was some official. Brackets.
0: yeah, and I just to put, we always talk about the context and what all of this history means for us today. This is another one of those turning points, one of those building blocks where I was laughing the last time we talked about you know, the geeks and nerds in the closet. This was all part of that evolution toward the point where when the geeks won, we won the war. That's right. you know um, That's right. the 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 awareness and the cool tech and the uh, the Star Trek ideals. Um, along with the fun of it all, everything that people love about Star Trek and what it represents uh, wasn't just the kids and the sci-fi thing and the goofy show that didn't die. We we come no, no, no. down that path tour, and it's represented also in the Postal Service coming to the point of having an issue like celebrate the century. Now, the culture had changed. The Postal Service was getting was modernizing, and it, I know it That's helped. Right. It helped your cause. The single yeah, so, focus yeah. wasn't just Star Trek. You were part of this big issue. But really what was happening here was the Postal Service was getting comfortable with the idea that guys pop culture is a fun thing, and people want that on their stamps. This isn't that, a, a little nerd fringe, right? I mean, did, that's, was that's that exactly right. Did you see that happening, change?
1: Yes, I, I did see that happening. Here's an interesting thing, too. After the Star Trek stamp came out in 1999, gee, what a coincidence, <laughs> yes. shortly after, uh-huh. they did what was entertaining television memories or something at the Postal Service. Now we get a Lone Ranger stamp, a Lila, Lila of Lucy stamp, uh, a Rod Serling stamp and I don't know how many came down the pike and I have to believe and I don't think I'm being presumptuous when I say this, I think we helped kick that door mm-hmm. open so you got a sort of flood of pop culture stamps coming down the pike after the Star Trek stamp came out and as you pointed out before earlier too, the polls of service which has been in the red forever. So I finally woke up and said, hey, let's get people stamps they want. We're going to make some money. Let's put out the pop culture stamps. Let people buy them. We'll make some money.
0: And let's do a win-win with all of those rights holders, franchise holders. And guess what? Boom. Within, well, within 20 years, less than that. That's right. Ding. It's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. And after all your years of plugging away on this petition, being part of this big issue, oh, look, it's 50th anniversary Star Trek stamps that are cool designs. Wow. What an idea.
1: (laughs) What an idea. But it's what people
0: expect by then.
1: That's right. That's what people expect by then. Yeah. And uh, I also think, too, with this Celebrate the Stamp initiative, Celebrate the Century initiative, I think the Postal Service might have been thinking, okay, okay. here's a good way to get these people off our back. If we put it up to a public (laughs) vote, it's like a Pontius Pilate washing his hands. Mm -hmm. If the public vote for it, you get the stamp. If they don't, hey, we had nothing to do with it. The public didn't Mm -hmm. vote for it. Mm -hmm. We're off the hook.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I think that
1: might've been part of it. Yeah,
0: as part of that that change for the Postal Service. And now no one thinks a thing about it. And once again, just to kind of put a big picture spotlight on this, once again, Star Trek helped lead, helped pioneer Helped poke <laughs> the stodgy. Maybe those who were a little resistant oh. to where the culture was going was out there on the cutting right. edge. And, and even this, even in the realm of commemorative stamp issues, uh, which is a cool thing. And you know, in this world, if something can bring a little joy and smile to everybody, even when That's yes, right. when they do still get a paper letter, why not have Star Trek be at the forefront of that? I agree. Oh, I gosh. agree. Bill, thank you so much for being with us again. This is a saga that I, you know, I take for granted, but I, it's a, it's, we found these documents in the files all about this final celebration here, and I knew it was a story worth telling the whole story, and there was nobody else to help me tell that than you. So thank you so much for coming by the Trek Files. And I should say, is your book still available? Yeah, it is. You can buy it on Amazon. Oh, okay, great. It's out there on Amazon. Maybe we need a letter from God, the Star Trek stamp. And you said 80 of those letters are are part of that. Are in it. Yeah. Bill, thanks so much for coming by and joining us on The Trek Files.
1: It was great fun. Thanks for having me.
0: The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Now, all of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. And for more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me, at larrynamechek.com. Trek well, everybody. Podcast.roddenberry.com, the Roddenberry Podcast Network.